What's up, man? Not much. How's it going? It's going well. I'm interested to see how this plays out. Me too. Uh, thank you for having uh, your cell phone on airplane mode. Well, you forced me to put it on airplane mode, so <laughs> I just told you disingenuous. To put on, no, I told you to put on do not dis- uh, do not disturb. Yeah. So well, you could still receive things. I'm a little uncomfortable. The listener will judge whether you are being truthful. They know I am. Didi Didi says listeners know. Uh, they know that. Dee Dee says lies, Chris. Oh, jeez. How are you doing, man? Doing well. How are you? How I'm was your good. Christmas, your New Year's? Uh, my Christmas was great. My New Year's was uh, even greater. Um, actually, New Year's, I kind of felt a little, not like uh, 100 as far as health. Um, but it was good. I kind of just chilled out, did my thing. Uh, me and Chavi played some games. And we watched a couple of movies. It was nice. It was nice and relaxing. How about you? They were both very, uh, they were good. It That's was good. a busy holiday. That's Not great. much of a vacation. But it's nice to uh, go home, see everybody. It's been a while since I've been back. Um, it's always unique to see the paths that diverge, you know, once you move away from people. So. Okay. Nice. Well, um, I'm sure you guys don't know, but this is my homie, Charlie Orlando. And Charlie... Orlando is from Florida. Hold for laughter. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. So Florida was cool. Uh, yeah. It was yeah. nice. How was the weather? It was very warm. And I addressed for Florida on on my departure. And then upon returning, it was 33 degrees and raining. So Damn. Uh, what did you think it was going to be? Like 70? And yeah, well, I think when I left, it was about 70. So I okay. expected roughly the same. And Fair even enough. if it was colder, I was not expecting almost freezing cold and rain. So cool. poor uh, poor decision on my part to not use a weather app that is readily available. Yeah, it sounds like a really horrible decision that you made. Yeah, as was doing this podcast. So Fair I enough. Guess I'm hey, you're, <laughs> you're 0 for 2, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate you for um, for being on the podcast. So, uh, a little bit about Charlie. Charlie, um, I met through a great friend of mine, Sammy. Hey, Sammy. And uh, Charlie kind of does everything. He is, he's a very disgruntled human. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he's a very, very intelligent man. And uh, he does a lot of stuff. Charlie, what do you all do? Uh, I do a lot of stuff. He does a lot of stuff. Uh, Well, uh, you're... Before you moved here to uh, Austin, Texas, what did you do? Before moving to Austin, Texas, also my phone, I, I'm on airplane mode. I want you to see this, but uh, I oh. received a, 
Well, you're on Wi-Fi, bro. You're still going to receive emails. Look at this guy, tech genius over here. <laughs> um, before moving to Austin, I worked in the film industry in Los Angeles for about four years as a production designer, though people don't know, normally know what that is, so more colloquially, like an art director. So basically, you like the head of the art department. You design and build sets and pick color palettes, things of that nature. So right on. did that. Uh, became disillusioned with my lifelong dream of working in Hollywood and decided to leave that behind and start something new. So now I work at IBM as a web developer as of two and a half months ago. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I don't know if congratulations are in order, but I appreciate it nonetheless. Okay. Well, I mean, I think so. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal. You know, you're, you're getting emails. You're fancy. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, <laughs> nice, pretty uh, important guy. Um, no, it's no, thank you. Sincerely. Uh, mm-hmm. it's going better than I thought it would actually for someone that has tried to avoid the nine to five, you know, corporate monotony. It's actually not been as torturous as I expected it to be. So, and that. It's actually scary in its own way, but it's, um, like I said, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. So why is it scary? Uh, because basically, you know, there are things you don't want in life sometimes. And then you, you get up in a situation where you are experiencing it and then you're like, man, this isn't as bad as I thought it was. And then somehow you end up there much longer than you anticipated. Clearly I've only been there two and a half months, so I'm not at that spot now, but you know, I get paid. <clears throat> Excuse me. I get paid very well um, to do not very much work, which I probably want to be broadcasting that on the air. But we don't have a lot of listeners, like five, so you're good. Oh, the the, <laughs> the throat noise. No, I was talking about the uh, you saying you get paid very well. Oh, I, uh, it, was, it was. I'm rich. I drive a Porsche. <laughs> um, no, I'm paid. I get a. Uh, I make I make good money to not have to work very hard and that would seemingly be a great job to settle into but it drives me crazy not uh being challenged so you know my thinking is that okay I'll do this for a minimum amount of time sock away some money and then get out of there but I could also see a future where somehow responsibilities pile up maybe I get married maybe I have kids and then somehow 30 years down the line I'm like how the hell am I still here but like I said for now it's it's enjoyable actually so it's it's unique to see what the other side is like after not working in an office and not having a daily nine to five routine so it is what it is well that's awesome man you uh sound you make uh, a fear sound really uh, comfortable and great. I'm happy for you. Thank you. All the best things are happening to you. I can't believe it. I want it to be known if he cuts it out. I'm very rich. I get paid very well. <laughs> I was just kidding. You can tell everyone you're rich. Uh, Charlie is uh, he's big paid man. <laughs> um, half of uh, our sound equipment is funded by uh, Chuck O, <laughs> <laughs> which half of our equipment would be a mic, but that's still that's half. So yeah, but that's dope, man. Also too. Uh, Charlie didn't bring up or at least me and him really got into kind of like the audio side and as far as music uh, Charlie 
is uh, he wouldn't say it, but he's a really uh, phenomenal uh, producer as far as just like making beats and finding music to kind of like dive into. And that's how uh, we got to know each other. Or at least I felt like we kind of dived in more into our friendship. That was that. certainly when we connected the most. Yeah. It was I'm trying to think of our first interaction together, which I think was at Sammy's house. And we talked a bit, but then when you would come over for audio engineering help, that was, I think, when we connected. And then we found a, you know, a commonality in our love for music. Yeah. And in particular, you know, sample searching for old, through old tracks, um, yeah. something that is very rare to find. Um, you have a vast knowledge of music that I've always loved and yeah, deeper than my own. And it's. And you have the same. Some would say we're soulmates in a way. I would kill them, but. That's fair. <laughs> no, no, we are. Uh, like I said, when I when we first got to talking about that, I was amazed by the stuff that you had known um, and your ability to just point out a sample, you know, after two seconds of listening, even though I consider myself like pretty well versed in classic and even more rare music that samples are drawn from, you know, I could never be able to just hear like one little riff or melody and be like, Oh, yep. That's, you know, 1972 album from <laughs> French prog rock band. But yeah, no, I think I've just, uh, I think I just like nerd out on a bunch of stuff, but no, I feel the same way. And that's, that's what I wanted this episode to be about all about music and, um, finding people that, uh, kind of have that same bond. Well, I guess like not as far as like that same bond, but, just kind of diving into music and everything all around it. But yeah, man, I think the same for you um, as far as, I don't know, it's a great feeling when you kind of meet someone and you kind of start just kind of diving into. It's so exciting. Um, it's like Christmas time. It is. Well, I think especially in the way that we view music, definitely, at least in my experience, has been more rare to find with people. It's actually really interesting to the way that people digest music, kind of the same with any art form or medium, but mm -hmm. there are people that listen, listen very passively and, you know, have it on in the background as they do various things. I know people that use it while they study. Which is strange because yeah. it means you're not listening to it. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, it means that I guess if it's instrumental music, it's kind of different, but, you know, I could never listen to a lyrical piece of work and be able to then focus my brain on whatever yeah, I can't, activity I need. I can't do that at all. Even even with instrumentals sometimes. Well, I mean, I can do it a little bit, but then I'll start concentrating more on what I'm listening to and like trying to break that down. And then I'm like, oh, I'm not even paying attention to what I'm reading right Same. now. Same. I also, if, mm -hmm. I'm, if I'm writing something down and listening to lyrics, inevitably I will start accidentally putting in the lyrics into what I'm writing. Yeah. For sure, me too. And and Charlie Orlando, he raps. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> Although less lately, it's been more production. Um, yeah. But I've been writing music, I guess writing lyrics, um, in... Man, fuck. Take two. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, no, I've been, been doing more production lately, but I've been writing rap music for probably the better part of a decade and so I think it's one of those things where 
I never really focused on the production side of things, so I've been focusing a lot more on that. But usually, I, I won't even say usually, definitely, I, I write at least, you know, a couple lines a day just when I'm walking and I think of something. But, but yeah, rap cool. music um, and then producing rap music has been a you know big part of my life journey. That was what I was doing when I was in college and what I thought I wanted to do. Um, and I had written for an artist while I was in college at, in Orlando, and then that didn't pan out. And so it's kind of always been a pipe dream in the back of my head, although having spent time in L.A., when I was there, I also interned at a recording studio um, under a pop songwriter and producer. And seeing that industry actually kind of, I don't want to say it didn't kill the dream, but it definitely like was eye opening to see that the things that I didn't like about the movie industry are basically the exact same as the music industry. Yeah. So it's something that now it's purely a creative outlet for me. And that's for not sure. to say I wouldn't want to, you know, if somebody offered me shitload of money to go do that for a living I would definitely not turn it down but the actual grind and hustle of trying to make your way in that industry is you know it's not very fun yeah um, not at all it's a I mean I did a small amount of like music and touring and it is a grind and majority of it was for other people so I can't even imagine like the stuff that I was making like trying to actually do that I mean it's 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 difficult just trying to get people to listen to free shit. Yes. <laughs> I mean, even people like with this, it's like, yeah, I got a podcast. Oh, you got a podcast? Yeah. It's free. Go listen. I think um, that kind of experience, too, would be, you know, even different than, you know, what I had experienced. Because, I don't know, there's something about touring, you know, you're with a seemingly, I would hope, friends you know, kind of traveling around, which is, um, I feel like that would be fun. Although definitely, you know, a grind and a hustle at lower stages of fame and wealth, but being in the studio, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to do really. And like be a a songwriter in particular and a producer and just be the man behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. I always thought would be very enjoyable, but you know, I was wrong when I thought that it wouldn't be the same as the rest of the music industry there's still a giant grind to it and you're kind of still you know it's like a it's a schmoozy industry you basically spend 90 percent of your time trying to go get clients make connections which i don't mind that um now having experienced it and gotten better at it but at the time when i was in la i i guess i just wanted to prove the adage of like it's not what you know it's who you know wrong and i was wrong and i was always i had the same thing where i was like no it's not about who you know it's about what you do and no it's about who you know and how you can kind of get that pulled around and yeah and it and i the music i do make is just for myself and for that creative purpose and which is fine um of course yeah pay me that'd be dope but I also just enjoy just playing and making music for myself. No, same. I mean, like I said, it's a, it's a good creative outlet. Yeah. Um, especially now that I don't really get that in my job anymore. You know, whereas in L.A., working on film sets and being an art director, you know, creativity is kind of the the bread and butter of that. So now it's a, it's taken on a different meaning to me because it's, 
it's just a way to get to utilize parts of my brain that you normally don't get to utilize in a corporate setting. And it's very freeing in that regard when you're not trying to make it big. You know, you kind of just come home and make whatever you want. If you're feeling it, if you're not feeling it, no harm, no foul. You know, there's not... When you're not grinding, it's not like every second you're not doing that activity. You feel like you're wasting time and not being yeah, productive enough. Exactly. And it's... I think it's um, it's a good way to put it. I don't know, musically... It can be, I guess all art forms can be, but to me, it's the best expressive art form. You know, you can kind of put whatever you're feeling into it in in ways that you can't really do, you know, with with particular forms of media that you create. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I even always say um, I feel I feel as if I can communicate better with music than actually like verbiage. Um, Definitely. But yeah, man. That's really great. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, I uh, I agree with all of those things. And um, I mean, I didn't see whenever we were playing music, I didn't see it um, to like that degree. But it, it just kind of got into the point where it's, you know, like the grinds. It's just tough. And you're trying to do all these things. And then when you get back from touring, you're just trying to get back on that grind as far as life and you know, you just start kind of questioning, like, shout out to, like, every homie and every person that does this or whatever outlet you have um, that you have to grind and do for it because it's it's a it's a it's it's work and it's a job. And um, it just got to a point where it's like, eh, you know, if I was really doing something and the talent, too, um, then I would like definitely try to, like, keep pursuing. But I enjoy what I do for myself and you know that's kind of fine man yeah I imagine like I kind of felt like this in LA where you know if you're not at the top level like you can even make enough to pay your bills you know but in kind of both cases you know I was I was working in films or I guess working on films just to work on more films and it's kind of the same with touring you know if you're not raking in big money you're just touring to keep touring. Yeah. <laughs> and if there's no end in sight, um, it can become very bleak and hard to even, you know, find the motivation to keep going. For sure. Because, I don't know, there's something about, like I said, when I come home, if I want to work on music, I can work on music. But if it was my my livelihood, that that is no longer a luxury that you have. Yeah. You, you have to do it to keep doing it. And... You know, there's a certain point where some people may want to continue pursuing that route and hope to get big one day. And, you know, I admire that in a way. But for me, you know, I kind of just wanted to try something different. But, you know, there are people in Hollywood that I met really all the time that were in their 40s or 50s at, you know, at the same level I'm at. And they they've probably been there since about, you know, the age I was there. And like, yeah, you know, you're kind of just playing this giant lottery hoping to get it big one day yeah. if you do that's awesome um and if you don't and you still have the you know determination to keep pushing that's like you said it's admirable in a way yeah it definitely is but it's definitely defeating as well at times when you kind of like look at the reality of it and you're 
you're thinking like, am I doing something as far as like a sound that's captivated and like not just for myself? Because ultimately every, you know, musician or artist, you do enjoy what you're playing. Uh, regardless if you say like, oh, I can't listen to this or but you're listening to it 100% of the time. Um, so, uh, you know, you do enjoy listening to yourself, but it gets to a point where it's like, are people connecting with this? Um, am I able to uh, keep pushing this where um, it will expand and fans will grow and people will kind of dig and want to pay and support what I'm doing? And it just kind of got to a point where that kind of like started just kind of weighing in. And it's like, ah, I'm really every time I get home, I'm having to reset or I'm trying to like figure this out or people that you play with, you no longer play with just for it live shit they move you move what have you and it just kind of got to the point and i mean music for me i've always just loved sharing it and listening to it to where like playing music was always kind of secondary for me i always enjoy like the other aspect of it of talking about music and sharing music and like that's kind of the things that i've always kind of like got my kicks from uh i you actually you touched on a super interesting thing which is when you're doing art for a living and again this only applies to people that are not at the top level you're forced to play whatever it is that people want to hear and that's not to say you have to like make pop music but you have to you know you have to be attuned with the people that are digesting and really paying your bills and so Something I've always found really interesting, and I always thought this would make a great documentary, is like one hit wonders in general. Like, what does it feel like to be, you know, like Smash Mouth and every show that you play? I don't think have to play All Star. I don't think it would be that good. Yeah, I feel like, and and I mean, All Star is a very horrible song. Um, and then I started thinking about all of those like one hit wonder songs, and it's like Jesus. I mean, some of them are okay. Uh. You know, I think like, I mean, I'll be sure kind of he had a, maybe a couple of hits, but I mean, really night and day. I don't think about <laughs> you. But yeah, I I think that would kind of be more of more of a fear of um, I don't think I would want to live with that. I would like, imagine would you want to be smash mouth. Uh, well, I mean, that like I imagine, you know, there's probably you could graph it out of enjoyment level and it's like when it first hits it big you're like this is amazing this yeah. is incredible everybody's listening to my music and probably for a while you don't mind playing it because it's like this newfound fame and and success that you've never had before and then you know yeah. once you realize we're never going to do this again then like it the probably the existential show. dread sets in of like this is it I'm now yeah, I'm now all star forever and that <laughs> they're even they're a weirder case because they did you know I think they had like three songs that that charted so at least they have somewhat of a modicum of of repertoire to draw from but I have, don't know man they really only had <clears throat> three if you think about well, it well no but that's what I'm like three is even more than like if you think of like I don't know if you remember Corey Hart I think it was his name and the, he was the, the guy that the actor I, no no no. He was the uh, singer for I Wear My Sunglasses at Night. Do you remember that song? Yeah. yeah. I wear my sunglasses yeah. at night. That guy only had one song. Yeah, true. Like, he has to play that forever. And it's yeah. only one song. Yeah. And people, oh, the, the funny thing is, is like, you know, they come up with new music and they, they, they push those at their, 
any show that they play, but inevitably somebody in the crowd is going to say, like, you know, scream, play sunglasses at night. And then it's like, okay, I, you know, I, I have to do it because that's what, what everybody is here for. And then you yeah. play it and probably half the people leave and the other half tune out. Yeah. And then you kind of just, you know, do it again. So Smash Mouth is a, is a great example just because they're kind of a joke of a band, but you know, yeah. having three songs would definitely be better than one. Yeah, it would, but I would kind of just, I think at least for me, how I would view, I would rather go just one than like have like one really huge song and then have like two or three other ones that people kind of don't remember, but then they'll say, Oh yeah. Or somebody will have a podcast and they'll be like, did smash mouth have like two other songs? I would rather just have like, let me just have that one big song. And just kind of like just do my thing from there. I don't know. I think for me that would be kind of tough, man. Like, I mean, that was um, not really a fear, uh, but yeah, I would. I would hate to kind of be that kind of fifteen-minute celebrity. That'd be horrible, especially yeah. if it was like on some really like whack shit, or like had to be really animated or something. I would just kind of hate life. There's a great song about this idea, which is called The Guitar Man, and it was originally sang by Bread, I think, but mm-hmm. then covered by Cake, but it's basically about this idea, and like, you know, verse one, he hits it big, and, you know, the crowds love him, and then in verse two, he's still like semi-relevant, and he's, you know, traveling the world, trying to find another place to play, and people still kind of dig it. And then the third verse is, you know, he's like, he's basically washed up and faded and still playing this one song for the rest of his life. And it's like, it's a good representation. I imagine mentally of what an artist goes through when, you know, this kind of scenario happens. And there, like I said, there's no escape, especially if you yeah. don't know how to manage your money as a, for sure. As an artist, then you like, you know, I'd get like five Lambos. Well, I mean, it's 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 the adage, you know, is it better to burn out or fade away? Yeah. And if you're a Smash Mouth, it's probably better to fade away. Yeah. Because wasn't there that there's like a story two years ago they were playing and people were throwing bread at them. Damn, they were because because it was just bad or well, they were well, just hungry. Uh, because Smash Mouth is. Uh, is funny and throwing bread at them is funny. I would imagine, See, that'd but be horrible. you know, <laughs> I was watching some weird video online where like Fred Durst like drop kicked somebody, and I was like, damn, I'd hate to be that person that got drop kicked by Fred Durst. <laughs> and then I was like, damn, I'd hate to be Fred Durst. There's an example of somebody that actually like. I mean, they weren't really even a one hit wonder. They were kind no, of no. They, they had were big popular albums in that kind of new metal scene. But now he's a he's a director now. And yeah. actually, like, a relatively successful one. Um, uh, he did some shows on the CW. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. Like, he, I think, directed a movie, might have been last year, the year before, that had won some awards and had done pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, which is weird, considering, like, I, I would have never pictured that path for <laughs> Limp Biscuit. He's from your home state, Florida. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Shit. Jacksonville. I, man. I guess that explains all the angst and anger. Yeah, man, we had an episode earlier where we were hating on Florida, and then in post, I was like, oh, shit, I feel bad because Charlie and them are from Florida. Yo, are you, honestly, but I still stand by it. Florida's badass. I, yeah. I enjoy it every time. I, you know, especially price-wise. 
It's cheap down there. Oh, my God. Down it's there. so cheap. I went out. I mean, I was telling you that I, I went out, like, every night, and... I, the first night I was in town, I was meeting up with friends and uh, they didn't have jobs. So I paid for drinks for like five people. And it this was like six or seven hours of drinking. And the bill amounted to eighty seven dollars. Damn. Yeah. This was this was at a bar. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. At Flanagan's. Shout Ooh, out. Shout it's out to Flanagan's. Florida chain. Hey. <laughs> but yeah. So and that was basically the the story of the entire trip. I every time. Even going out to dinner with friends, I'd be like, how is this, how cheap this is? But even aside from that, I actually, like, I dig Florida as a, I don't know if I'd ever want to live there, but. For sure. It's, you know, it's one of those weird states that's in the South, but it's not South. It doesn't have its own culture, I think is why I like it. It's you just think, kind of a weird. it's kind of like a transplant state? Like yeah. Everybody all over goes in. And it's, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, I think even, you know, even aside from that, people that are, like, I was born in Florida, but I don't there's no you know identity that you have that relates to the state itself. The closest I can think of is like Jimmy Buffett lifestyle, you know. Oh, so, you mean like in, yeah, in Florida for sure. But I mean I always think of like gators. Well, and, and people saying gators. Like but they UF say that, gators or gators like gators like yeah. like a gator. Well, that is definitely a Florida thing. Yeah. People wrestle gators, they shoot gators, yeah. they hunt them, eat them. <laughs> I had a homie, um, and it's like a homie of a homie. Um, but yeah, she knew some dude that got his uh, hand bit off by a gator. I think that was Adam Sandler's uh, Happy Gilmore. No, no, no. Like this, like they were reading the like uh, newspaper clip online, like that this happened. Not like his golf instructor. No, that's, I mean, yeah. like I said, Gators are uh, bit his hand off. definitely a thing there. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. I feel bad. I hope that gentleman's not listening. And if you are, I apologize. It's all right. He doesn't even, He. it'll be really hard to write an angry letter with one hand. Charlie, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, that's, that's cool though. Um, honestly, I've never been to Florida. It's kind of one of those states on my list. But now that maybe, maybe me and you will take a trip. We'll take a road trip. That would be so enjoyable, Chris. I'm I'm excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's planned. It's planned. April twenty third, everybody come to Florida. Hey. Is that your birthday? No what? No. Oh. You know when my birthday is. I do? Don't you? I swear you said happy birthday two months ago when my birthday was. Damn, I'm sorry, man. It's okay. I'm ending the podcast now. That's fair. <laughs> I apologize. Man, I feel really terrible. No. Um, but no, really, actually, uh, I don't know. Maybe I even would live in Florida one day. There's definitely, like, shit parts of Florida. Basically, any of the north and all of the west of Florida oh, that's are uh, not worth going to. But Fair enough. And, you know, Miami uh, is kind of shit. Orlando's cool. West Palm, where I'm from, is cool. Um, yeah, man, I mean, it's... Good ass seafood. I forgot how good it was actually. You were happy you were home. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, for various reasons. But for I went sure. out to a seafood restaurant with Brennan's family and got some. Uh, and what was it? Sam? I think it was salmon. And it was like, oh my gosh, they caught it that day. You know, yeah. can't really get that in Austin. No, I'm not a big seafood fan though. So, all right, ending the podcast again. <laughs>
Really not a seafood fan? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I can get down on some stuff, but I don't... There's not a time when I go to, like, a restaurant outside of, like, maybe a sushi bar where I'm like, oh, yeah, I want... I'll say I'm not, like, a... Not a huge seafood fan itself, like cooked seafood. Yeah. Um, I've had... I mean, it was good that night, but I prefer sushi. Yeah, I mean, I love sushi. I'd love to get down on sushi all the time, but outside of that, I don't really... There's not really anything that I think about where I'm like, oh, I want crab. Well, okay. Actually, crab sounds dope. See, though. I hate... I do not like crab. You don't like lobster. crab? No. Why not? Uh, I don't like to do any work for my food. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, they have it where, like, sometimes, like, they kind of, like, crack it or deshell it for you. You don't gotta do that work. Maybe at your plebeian restaurants. Oh, maybe. Well, I mean, I feel like that about, like, chicken wings. Like, I don't want to do I don't, I don't like chicken. I If... If I can't get them boneless, I'm not getting yeah. them. Yeah, and then people look at you like, why would you get a boneless? Like, I don't want to do all this work for that minimal amount of meat. Yeah, also like, what you am I get your do fingers all dirty. And I am, I don't like that. No, I don't like neither. my fingers I feeling, hate feeling yeah. gross. Yeah, me too, Charlie. No. Yeah. That's another reason why we get along so well, man. Yeah, no, I, I like, I don't like finger foods in general, really. I like we, tater tots. We invented, yeah, I would even eat tater tots with a fork. We invented silverware. It's like a spit in the face to our okay. cavemen ancestors yeah they died it. for us to use silverware yeah well i mean those they did die and they, they made died silverware for us you know to have silverware di- unconnected but it is very connected <laughs> but uh i feel the same way about people that ride bikes you know we have cars people for sure so i mean it's nice to ride a bike nope nope like just for leisure Mm, you want to? I mean, pick, I mean, then you're just shitty at picking leisurely activities. That's fair. I guess you changed my mind on bikes, Charlie. Wow, <laughs> I can't even. Disagree I'm that with convincing. You. Wow. And they ride in the street like they are a car. You're not a car. You know, you're just. That can be frustrating. I actually don't understand the idea of bike lanes in general. It's like if you look up the stats of you know bike deaths, it looks. You know, nobody's dying riding the bike on a sidewalk unless you, I guess you're really unlucky and hit your head when you fall. But people in bike lanes, you're you're basically just taking a risk that all the other drivers are going to pay attention to you. Yeah, there's horrible drivers here too, man. Yeah. It's terrifying whenever I'm watching people on bikes because it's like you guys got to pay attention. Yeah. Even people on motorcycles. I mean, there's a lot of arguments with cars as well. I didn't think we were going to go into this with this episode, but hey, we're here now. Got <laughs> to go with the flow. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I think there can be better um, um, laws and also road structure. Um, so, Ryan, if you're listening, you need to get on that shit. Um, as is, far as where he a civil engineer, yeah, in Austin. Uh, well, in Dallas, but he's a civil engineer. Okay, Dallas, he's fine. If he was in Austin, I was really going to go off on him. You, you still could. The, the road system here is absolutely terrible. Well, I mean, the biggest problem with Austin is they, even like, in like the eighties and nineties, when I like understand when it was continuously growing, even back then. It didn't really have the infrastructure to, like, plan for this type of population. Oh, yeah, exactly. And now it's just kind of, like, absurd to where... And even, like, the, like... It doesn't really make sense as far as, like, even, like, traveling and getting around here. It's just not really planned out great. I've never people love it. Well, I love the city itself. It's just that the entire road system is just fucked. I don't know. I've never been somewhere and driven in a city where... 
you know, even after two years, I'm still confused, you know, at least once a week, if not more, about where I'm supposed to go or what direction. And then on top of that, when you make a mistake, there's usually not a way to rectify to, yeah, it. Yeah, not at for all. For another two or three miles. Yeah. And it's like, like you're just stuck. Yeah. And you got to ride that shit out. Yeah, man, that it's horrible. I hate it. You have roads that fork off in like three or four different directions. That we, we shouldn't those, even go that way. Yeah. And we have highways like we have, uh, what is it, 35 that turns into two highways and yeah. they both go the same direction. Like, yeah. what, what, why? Like, I got a highway and a toll road literally parallel to each other. Why? So, civil engineers out there, do your job, damn it. Yeah, y'all got to get this shit together because <laughs> I can't tolerate this much longer. So, Chris want to talk about music, so I'll end my road rage. It's okay. I mean, yeah, we can, we can talk about it for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, so um, what is your favorite thing about discovering new music? Man, well, discovering, I think if you're talking about the concrete act of it, um, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> Abstractly, I like discovering new music because it's like, it's like a bittersweet thing because you find something you like and that's like, man, that's dope. I've never heard this before. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I found something so great, you know, that has never crossed my path in life. But then it's like bitter because if you think about it, there's like so many gems out there that will never be heard. Yeah. You know, you could sit and listen to music all day, every day. And at the rate that it's produced now, You'll never even catch up. And even if no more music was produced, you still wouldn't even hear 1% of all of the songs that have ever been made. Yeah, it really makes you sad when you think about it. Yeah, I feel like that about pretty much life in general. I think that's the saddest thing is that, you know, there's so many, and this isn't just related to music, but there's so many new experiences and things to to enjoy about the universe, but there's not enough time to do it. Yeah, I know. That's how I felt about sweet potatoes. Like, God damn it. Why didn't anyone tell me about this? That I do not like sweet potatoes, but I, the sentiment I agree with. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I feel that sadness sometimes when I more so when I think about like there's music and things that like I haven't heard that I would love, but generally um, it's always kind of a great feeling. Um, and then I'm like, why? Especially like if it's like something that's like older, I'm like, why? And if I kind of knew about it, then I'm really upset with myself. Like, why did I? Yeah, not why didn't I check it out? Yeah. yeah, this is uh, I hate myself for this. But no, man, I kind of do this weird thing. Like if whenever I hear something like I really dig off into like, I, I mean, I don't do this um, like if people are around me or I'm like I'm in a car with people but if i'm alone like i'll play a track like on repeat like a bunch of times like one yeah. time I, was on a, <laughs> I just took a trip like back home to uh uh d-town dallas and i played one track like the entire time which is like a three-hour drive no i've done that too yeah i mean and i guess uh it, it'll sound like a self and like self-aggrandizing Thing, but I also play my own songs on repeat infinitely after I make them. Yeah, I do the same too. Um, but I mean, that's just, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's its both sides, right? I mean, it's critical and it's enjoyment. Um, 
But yeah, I do the same thing as well. Yeah. See, mine isn't even an enjoyment thing. It's usually like I'm trying to find every little thing I hate about it so that invariably I can like at least try to get better. And I've done that with everything, even back like, you know, when my roommate and I were making vines, we would watch these stupid six second videos on repeat for hours just trying to like pick away at like what could be better. It was the same with everything we ever filmed, everything I ever edited or colored. Like, I don't know. I have a weird thing with that where like once I make something, if if I don't hate it immediately, which is often the case, then I need to play it until I hate it and know what I hate about it. And so, you know, I'll sit and listen to like, like even if someone says like, "Hey man, this is really great." Oh yeah, definitely. Oh man, you guys—they're uh, a dumbass. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they you don't gotta, know that uh, it's bad. You gotta no. stop uh, discounting that positive, man. No, it's not—it's not discounting. I mean, I appreciate when somebody you know compliments me. That's obviously a great feeling for something that you've made yourself. But for sure, you know, it's my opinion that I don't. This is really isn't my opinion. This is a very common opinion that yeah, everybody hates their own art. For sure. You know, that's true. Well, I mean, and sometimes it's kind of a fine line, especially like with art, um, because that's kind of um, it's a brave thing for anyone to do um, and say like, hey. Have I want to have an opinion on this that I created and that like I really spent time on and I really enjoy and then it sucks. Um I mean, I I don't find the fear of telling people that, but I do know the amount of time and, uh, that it takes to do stuff. So I always hate like having to tell someone like there's parts that I enjoy. That's kind of my go to. You, are you saying when somebody asks you to review their music? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm saying like I kind of like that's not really a fun time to uh, tell someone like, hey, like. You know, you need to go back to the drawing board with that one. Oh, man. But I um, think everybody should do that. No. Like, you I, shouldn't tell someone that makes shitty anything. Yeah, that it's that good. That good. No, that's... Actually, I had misinterpreted it first, but it I hate... I'm not even afraid of rejection when showing people anything I've made. It's actually the opposite. Like, not even that they're going to hype me up. But I guess opposite is not the right word. Basically, I hate the insincere... It, the insincerity of people's responses when they for sure just to get check you out. to turn it off basically yeah. it's like oh yeah yeah that's tight that's tight yeah the uh, first time you showed me all of your shit you were like but is it good it's like yeah man I'll tell you and then we got to some shit where I'm like yeah I'm not yeah not no. really feeling that and like you know when people ask me for opinions on things um, I actually kind of enjoy that it, like. It's hard to like feel or uh, test the waters to see if they really want feedback or not. Or they but just you know, want you to be like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, sure. you gotta always hit them with a compliment sandwich. You know, it's like good thing, bad thing, good thing. See, I, I don't just give me all the bad. Like well, I, and and not like confidence thing, but like I'd rather know like, hey, these are the things I need to tackle on. Well, now. I mean, I think that's why the, you know, compliment sandwich you know, as a commonly used technique, because it's like you give them something that's not, but it doesn't have to be a sandwich. Uh, basically you have to give good with bad because like a cough, uh, compliment rap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So rap, rap, you know, critiques with, with compliments because it's, it's useful to know what you're, you know, what needs work, but it's also good to know what you're doing well. 
because yeah, and then that, you can kind of try to analyze the things you're doing well for sure and figure out how to utilize that to work on any kind of weaknesses you have or yeah. even just play up your strengths. Like, you but know, sometimes you could do that a little too much playing up your strengths. Yeah. Like if you only got like one or two strengths, then you're kind of just overplaying it. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess it would depend on exactly what we're talking about with music. That's definitely like, you know, if you're really good at drums, uh, you can't really just go make a track of drums. Um, but, but yeah, I think most of the time, you know, it's a, there's a balance where you need to really find a way to emphasize strengths and downplay weaknesses and, and try to improve them the best you can. And I think, you know, like, like I was saying, for example, if you if you know you're really good at melodies and not so good at drums and somebody tells you both of those things, then you can kind of try to think like, well, why am I really good at melodies? And maybe you've like, you know, you grew up, you know, learning, I don't know, jazz piano or something. Um, you know, you can kind of be like, oh, OK, what what practice routines like what what processes worked to get me good at that element how can I apply that to things that I'm not so good at? So, like I said, I don't think it's, you know, if you suck at everything, then, you know, it'd probably be helpful to know that you suck at everything. But it's also good yeah. to, like, know what you're doing right. And that way, yeah, you don't feel like such a piece of shit when you show somebody something. That's true, man. I'm sorry. For anybody that um, that is listening, I'm sorry I said that. I You should hear the good stuff that you're doing. I feel awful now. But yeah, like I said, I like, I don't know, I like giving opinions to people because, well, again, really to preface it, only if they are the type that are like that because, you know, sometimes you give people a critique and then it turns into this giant argument and they're very defensive and basically trying to tell you like, you know, this isn't bad, you, you know, you're bad. And like, that's not enjoyable really for either party. But if somebody is really like, looking to get better at something, you know, I, I respect that a lot. You know, sure. I, I'm all about personally trying to improve myself to be the best I can at whatever it is I'm doing. So if somebody genuinely wants that, you know, I try to do my best in giving them great feedback. And I, I enjoy that aspect a lot. And like I said, I wish I could find more people that were like that because it's very rare to be able to show someone something and have them just be like, Oh, I don't, you know, I'm not feeling this. And actually, that's the other thing, too, is when people don't like something. And this is why I really don't show music to people that don't know music, because it's mm -hmm. unless I'm trying to get just an overall idea of like, hey, is, is this viable? Like, you know, they can't really explain what's wrong with it. It's kind of like this with anything that's a skill or a craft. You know, you can just be like, well, I don't like this, but I don't know why. And, you know, somebody has to know music or uh, be musically inclined to be able to say like, oh, well, that rhythm's a little odd or, oh, that snare is hitting a little too harsh or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. So like when I can find people like that, basically like with you, I will inundate them with with everything that I'm trying to get opinions on. I, I cherish that a lot. Yeah, man. I do as well. It's nice. Um, I always kind of seek that. But yeah, man, that's awesome. Charlie, you're pretty amazing. <laughs> Man, I've gotten a lot of compliments today. Oh, I'm about to give you the bad. Yeah. <laughs> but then the compliments come after that again, so. Yeah, that's true. No, I don't do 
I don't you don't do, do a compliment sandwich. No, you I do, do like do uh, what are those uh, flatbread? Like uh, um, you know, where it's just bread and then things on top. You don't you don't know what a flatbread is? Yeah, but I mean like a I, flatbread sandwich without. I wouldn't want to eat that. No, I know, but you're you're giving that to me right now by not. Oh yeah, yeah. That's housing what, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In compliments. Yeah. Give me the bad. I I really don't <laughs> have any bad. Or like a pastry, like a strudel. Or a cinnamon roll. Cinnamon like would that be good? Because you have the frosting on top, but then you have like, Is that just the, good? like the bread. Yeah, that would be the good. And I the, hate pastry, so that'd be all bad to oh, me. Oh yeah. Okay. Well. I ain't trying to get sugary bread. Yeah, that's fair. I like fritters, man. Oh yeah, wait, where Remember I brought those fritters yeah, so at you one did time? Bring I was like, those Yo, fritters. you want an apple fritter? And you were like, And no, I was like, I don't no. Like pastries. And I was like, yeah. Guess I got these two fritters. Yep. Yeah, that was a good day. But I think we can wrap it up here, man. <laughs> the episode itself? Yeah. You're good? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, you, you seem surprised. Well, no, I just seen your notepad with your questions. Oh, yeah. Well, we can say that for another time. Okay. Yeah. I think we had a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I don't want to get lost with the length in time. Uh, Yeah, we're good. I am curious. I've asked you this before, before wrapping up. Yeah. Do do you miss touring ever? Do I miss touring? Um yeah, like I miss I miss kind of like the traveling part of it. I'm I'm kind of weird and to myself like a lot with the new people. So um I more just like very introverted. So like um like meeting new people was very awkward for me sometimes. So like whenever we'd like we'd meet these bands like and majority of it that I did was like with Sammy and his brother Ali. Um, so like either they would know these people or like they've like been in contact and then it's just like, Oh, Hey, I'm Chris. And not that I'm like standoffish. I just, I don't really know like what to say to you. I'm not really good with small talk and I don't know you. So I don't really know how to like talk, but, um, outside of that, um, to make a long story longer, I, I, I do miss it. Just as far as like, just kind of like the traveling and seeing new things, um, and just getting to play music, like, and getting to listen to music, and um, yeah, I do miss that aspect of it and playing music. But um, like the grind of it, nah. If we were doing something like where it's like we're hotel kicking it and bomb sold out shows and people buying like all the merch and all that yeah that'd be dope but i mean it's a it's a grind and it's kind of like the same thing um uh a homie of mine way back in the day this cat alan brown um hey man um but he was like you know it's you travel and you go through the cities and everything's new but it's kind of like the same routine and doing that i understood like that exact uh, mind frame that he had where it's yeah you're in this new city um, it's a different venue, but it has the same vibe, looks the same. Yeah. Yeah. You do the same. You're going through the motions. Yeah. You're going through the motions. And, and, and I mean, that's not a bad thing and I don't want it to, you know, people kind of, um, make it this kind of like Crosby, Stills and Nash song when you're like touring and like just before I go shit. But I mean, it's really cool when you can kind of like do that and like play with, play with, you know, people you love. Um, and just connect with uh, just different individuals, man. I mean, 
to kind of tie in more with like music like that's kind of always been the thing for me is um just kind of having that like um that commonality and relationship with music like talking to people about it just kind of makes you um I don't know it's 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 like a birthday present or a Christmas gift or whatever type of gift that you're gonna get like that's the best feeling ever for me um like when you're talking to someone and like hey have you ever heard this and then they say yes like I mean my eyes will light up everything will just kind of like it's just like the the best feeling ever I mean the first time we kicked I think we kicked here for like nine hours yeah six of those was just either playing music talking about music or like just digging through shit so like i mean like it's it's always just a great gift of uh to kind of like have and experience like yeah well it's a good common interest for that because like you know there's not many things where i mean it's limitless like you could yeah for sure there's so much music you could basically do that forever like hey have you heard this song like Mm -hmm. No, I haven't. That's dope. Like, hey, if you heard this song, you could literally do that forever. Yeah. And, and then you're just kind of growing your bond yeah, on those exactly. new shared songs that you're sharing. For sure. Song. Like, I mean, that's that's kind of the thing. Like, I always um, have people where, like, they throw shit at me or vice versa. Like, uh, one of my homies, um, Nico, she was, like, one of the first ones that kind of, like, like, I I remember, like, this was, like, like not even mid 2000s like 2008 9 and uh or 7 and like you know in college and you're kind of like weird experimental phase and all that shit and I uh I can't remember we were talking about it like we worked at this music store and she was like yeah you ever listen to like peanut butter wolf and I was like what uh nah and then she was like you should check it out and then I found like this like stone's throw like 45 hits album and then like i saw like charisma peanut butter dudley perkins madlib doom and i was like what and then i played it and i just lost my mind on it because i was like what is all this and then from there like my mind and say what you will about the time that we live in but like i remember having to like dig for shit and i remember one time spending like almost like an hour trying to get on like a radio station just to hear the song that they played. Cause it was like some like random, like, like I grew up um, in a small town, like South of Dallas. And so like the radio stations had like, you know, it's commercial shit that they play, even like the, like whatever station you could listen to. Um, but one of them, like it had like kind of like where it just played like indie and just different shit that you wouldn't hear. That wasn't mainstream. And I heard this song and I was like, what? what is this I have to know and I just like kept calling and finally got in there I was like hey what was that song at this time that you played (laughs) so um all that being said like I um I love being able to like have an app or like look and stop and just be like what is this I have to know and I'm I'm pretty crazy about that I I got a weird game um that I kind of play with myself um and anyone that's around where it's like I hear something I'm like yo what's that or what's that sample or what's that song um it's kind of fun 
I always think about that actually because I Shazam everything. Oh yeah, man. and I always wonder like before that was a th- like how many people heard songs that were just amazing and never heard them again yeah. or never found them. Yeah, I mean there's there's some songs where I I either like I've been kind of because I'll get like awkward and shy where I'm like I don't want to look like that nerd where I'm just like <laughs> I know what this is, <laughs> um, and yeah, there's been some where like. Like it's it's worse whenever it's like in a different language where I can't like interpret it yeah. or break it yeah, down where it's like I okay I can at least remember like this the phrase lyrics yeah yeah and um yeah that happened to me and it was just um I can't remember it was this crazy Spanish song but I was like what I think it was Despacito is that yeah it was exactly that <laughs> no but um yeah so that kind of drives me crazy sorry man I was trying to end it and then we got into this no you're good about but yeah Shazamming though I do. <laughs> I was at the airport and there was a song playing. What was it? And I was it? at the urinal. Uh, I don't even remember the name. I shazam so many things. But I was like at the urinal like, and people were talking. So I was like holding it above my head, you know, trying to shazam this song, like peeing yeah. next to everybody oh, that man, just I, got off the plane. I do it all the time. Now I'm just kind of like, fuck it. Um, or if it's something that I can kind of remember, then I'll just kind of like, like, just kind of keep saying it or like if you go through like my phone notes there's just shit of like either songs or different like uh parts no of same track and i'm yeah. like yeah i i gotta find that out yeah uh the other like uh like talking about samples um mm-hmm. and you were mentioning you know like finding what was it peanut butter wolf yeah yeah yeah, yeah led you to like other music yeah and like that's that's constantly happening when searching for samples. I think that's another cool part of it. Um, you know, you hear a track, then you can look up other tracks by that artist, and invariably that'll lead you to other similar artists. For sure. You know, that make the same kind of music or that have worked with that artist or on the same label. And before you know it, you've got 200 YouTube tabs open. <laughs> and you're I've been through that that kind of wormhole. Yeah, and, and um, also, too, I mean, we have so many things where it's like, hey, you like this? Check this out. Check this out. And, I mean, that, yeah, if it's a day off and, like, a weekend, especially if I'm alone, man, I'm going through so much shit. Yeah, um, I can do that all day. Yeah, it's like, ridiculous. Because you're... I mean, you know, we're talking about what it's like to discover new music that you like, you know, it's amazing. I, I guess that's the feeling that I have when I hear like a good song I've never heard before. It's mm-hmm. like my my only thought is like, man, what else is out there that is this dope? And then, you know, you just spend all day doing that because yeah. there's no there's an almost infinite amount of good music that I have never heard and possibly nobody's ever heard. You know, there are like. I've come across records that only had a hundred prints, you know? Yeah. And, for sure. uh, like that's crazy to me too, actually, uh, that there's, there's so many good, uh, bands that have created one album. If that even and just one EP with two heard. tracks, exactly. yeah, they never went yeah. anywhere. And that shit, that's what kind of makes me stay up at night. Cause I'm like, I'll never get to hear that. Um, but yeah, and I mean, a lot of like producers, the things that like I get excited for is like the tracks dope, right? But then you hear the sample and, th- and then you hear the original track and that man, like, ah, oh, yeah, it's, it's like second dinner. It's amazing. No, I mean, that's uh, I think sampling's amazing for that. 
and I like this with almost all kinds of art. Like I love found footage stuff. Um, I love collage art and sampling is kind of the same way. Like you make mm-hmm. something out of something, you know, it's cool that you, you, we can create something from our heads without needing any external inspiration. But I think it's awesome that like you can take a piece of art that stood alone as a song and then use that as a sample, as a base of a new song. And yeah. it, it can have a completely different vibe or feel um, than the original. And you've you've made something your own that isn't your own. For sure. And then, uh, there. oh, there was another thing too. So I was going to ask if you, you had mentioned like the, kind of like the networking aspect of touring and not being so good at small talk. Mm-hmm. Have you, is that something you've tried to get better at now that you've, experienced you know in the industry like that element you didn't like and it was the same with with film for me like i was really bad um yeah i mean kind of not really i think i've gotten like i'm okay once i kind of break that threshold of like i get you're new and i don't know you yeah like um i mean even like if i'm at like a house party and like yours and Brennan's that you guys had and like I only know you too like I'm so out of my comfort zone and shell where I'm just like real awkward and I'm just gonna stand even with the people that I know um but yeah I try to like work on like being better at just kind of like just talking communicating like not like crumbling inside um networking yeah yes and no um the small talk thing is I, I still don't really get it. And it's not like, um, oh, I feel disconnected from people. It's just there's a lot of stuff where it's I don't want to feel forced to, like, talk to you when I'm already getting this vibe that you don't really want to talk to me. Or no, not yeah, talk to you, but, you know, you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, how you doing? How you doing? And it's kind of like that whole vibe of. Like when you're passing by and like you both say how you doing and no one says, oh, I'm doing well. (laughs) So, yeah, it's kind of like that vibe where I'm like, "Eh." I kind of just fill it out. But I I try to be as um, outgoing as possible with like without, you know, kind of falling apart inside. I feel you. Yeah, man. How about you? Uh, No, that's like probably been the biggest skill that I've tried to get better at since leaving L.A. And it has been enormously beneficial to my life. Um, and it's not even something I was ever bad at. I've never really been a shy person. I think mine is more along the lines of like not meeting new people, but more understanding that, you know, I need to keep a connection going for sure with them, like ongoing. And you had talked about this, I guess we, we were not recording at this point, but you talked about the friendship meter. And that our friendship meter was growing. Yeah, it's growing, man. And I mentioned The Sims because that game, you know, has an actual friendship meter. And like it would not in a sociopathic way, but that (laughs) that is how I've like grown to actually start thinking about relationships like with people that I'm not very close with. And, you know, it's like I never realized the value of you know, texting somebody like a, Hey, how are you doing? Or like a, Hey man, happy birthday on their birthday. Yeah. You know? Cause it's like, in my opinion, it's like, it's a tiny text. If somebody wasn't to text me happy birthday, I wouldn't give two shits for sure. But like, you know, if they do text me happy birthday, I think like, Oh, okay, cool. Like 
you know, Chris said happy birthday. And, you know, it conjures up an image of you in my mind and it reminds me. So you're thinking about me. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, it's something like certain people are better at just uh, implicitly. And I was never super good at that kind of thing. And it, but it's been really useful and like, you know, kind of learn a lot from Brendan in that regard. Like she's super good about giving so many people birthday presents and like, not just like, here's a gift card. Like, you know, like thoughtful, like, something that's like Hey, actually, you mentioned this one thing one time, like, yeah, here. she, uh, she got me a pumpkin, man. Brennan's amazing. I, I, I don't tell her this enough, but yeah, Brennan, if you do listen to this episode or this podcast, I want you to know how amazing you are. <laughs> I really appreciate that pumpkin. I was really thoughtful. So, but, but yeah, and you're, and I mean, I haven't, we haven't known each other for a super long time, but yeah, man, that's good. And you should always kind of do that. Um, I, I enjoy, uh, your expressiveness in your text messages now You're starting to use like exclamation marks. I'm like, Hey, look at Charlie. I see you. <laughs> yeah. Proud of you. Not always a robot. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. I, I got to keep that friendship meter up. got to keep that friendship meter up, man. Get bored with it. The, um, I said, you ever watch survivor? Like the, the show? TV show? No, yeah. not really. I kind of used to watch Big Brother for a little bit. Okay. But Actually, Big Brother is also acceptable. Yeah, because you have to have like a tribe. Y- or or um, what was it in Big Brother? Um, an alliance. Yeah, an alliance. Yeah. So, like, I actually have a friend who has always been obsessed with both Big Brother and Survivor. And really, like, all reality TV show game shows like that where there's like you know, social manipulation and social dynamics. And I'm pretty sure he's actually autistic mm-hmm. and like he legitimately, you know, views life like a survivor game or like uh-huh. a game of big brother. And like, he actually uses the same verbiage, you know, when he first started his job <laughs> as a teacher, you know, I was like, Oh, how's it going? You know, like, you enjoying it? And he's like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, I've made so many alliances. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is, like, this is real. But yeah. it actually really helped him, like, get better at connecting with people. Yeah, if that's connecting. But, like, yeah. you know. I mean, it is. You kind of have to, like, find any way um, to kind of do that. And, I mean, for myself, like, I'm a lot of people will disagree and be like, no, nah, you're outgoing and, like, you are and, like, a lot of it is just forced to kind of like talk and be in. I, I can be, um, I like to think I'm a shy butterfly, uh, but I, I can be once I get comfortable and like kind of just start talking to you. Um, but yeah, that shit's, it's just kind of difficult in the inside. Um, especially if I don't know you, it's, it's real rough. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I actually like with new people, I kind of feel the same way about new people as I do with, with new music. Mm-hmm. Like I actually love, doesn't always pan out this way, but I love like talking to somebody for the first time. You know, if if they're a certain type of person, some people are really closed off and guarded, um, which in its own way is like kind of a unique challenge to see if I can get them to open up. But I've always thought like <clears throat> that's something I'm good at is getting to know somebody. Um, and it's probably because I usually scrap, you know, the uh, social taboos of small talk. And try to get to like um, a meaty discussion, you know, as quickly as possible to kind of get to the heart of somebody. 
And it does, you know, like I said, it doesn't always work, but it's always exciting to me to get to know somebody for the first time and like, you know, kind of what makes them tick, how their brain works, what they think about, you know, what's important to them. And, you know, it's just interesting because the same way with music, there's just so much music out there and there's just so many, like everybody's different. You know, you never know what somebody's like until you get them to open up. And it's always like interesting to see, you know, in what ways are we similar and what ways are we different? You know, what is their, my feeling is that there's something to learn from everybody. And, you know, so like, what can I learn from this person or this interaction or what new thing can they introduce me to? And, um, I think that's something that I've gotten better at as I got older. I feel like there's that phase. Like I'd say for me, it was probably pre 23. So 23 and younger, you know, you're kind of like, you're, you're basically completely self-interested, you know, Mm -hmm. it's most obvious in like, you know, 13, 14 year olds and like their life is like all that matters in the universe, which kind of makes sense. You know, you don't have any bigger picture perspective Mm -hmm. at that age, but like, you know, now that I'm older and I kind of realize like I'm not the center of the universe, you know, it's just, I really enjoy, you know, striking up a conversation with somebody and not knowing where it's going to go. Because when you, you know, when you're good friends with somebody, there's a good, there's like, there's a greatness about that too. You know, it's nice to have like a deep friendship with somebody, but at the same time, you kind of know the ropes. Nothing's going to come out of like left field. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, I don't know. I, like I said, that's something I've definitely tried to get better at. Cause after leaving LA, I tried to look back in the same way that I re-listened to all my songs over and over again, trying to learn what I can do better at. I try to do that in life too. And leaving LA and being like, you know, what could I have done better to further that goal? Um, and that was probably the biggest thing was just kind of learning how to carve out friendships with people that I may otherwise not I didn't necessarily want to reach out and talk to them and get to know them at the, at the start of it. But if I had, you know, who knows where that would have, would have led. And it's kind of like two different worlds because there's, there's like the friendship level of it of like, I just want to talk to this person to get to know them. But in that kind of industry and with music too, it's a lot of like, um, like a, a web, right? So you, you meet one person in the film industry and you don't know who they're going to know mm-hmm. or how many people they're going to know and where those people will lead. And before you know it, like, you know, if you grow your web larger, it, the your opportunities in those industries just grow a shitload. For sure. But it, it, it definitely sounds like it's a little bit trickier to do that. Like as, as far as like kind of being um, like in L.A. or in Hollywood or in that scene um, to where it's actually coming off as genuine so i can i can get to where it's where the struggle would come where it's like i am trying to be sincere but there's so many people that do this that have like (laughs) the faucet of trying to be sincere um so yeah i get how that would be a struggle um but yeah man i mean i don't know i i've i've never looked at it too much uh as far as like in depth like that with um, trying to talk to people, um, I just kind of, I just find people interesting, um, and I just kind of like to hear like what they say, what they talk about, especially like when it comes to music. Then I really want to talk to you because there's so much shit that I'm like, oh yeah, we could talk, or oh I don't know that, what is that, 
or you get like the really like horrible surprise and it's like oh you like really horrible shit <laughs> and i always feel bad for that see even though like i was making fun of smash mouth earlier there's my opinion like. is that there's no i don't consider any art bad mm-hmm. like because i think that opens up a slippery slope of like you know that that makes art not subjective anymore which it is to me because it's like if if I can deem a piece of art good or bad, that somehow makes my opinion superior, you know, because like, and I, I know when people say that something is good or bad, it means that they don't like, like it, it, but that's yeah. not always the case. A lot of people will be like, you know, oh my God, you like this or that? Like, For that sure. sucks. And it's like, well, that's a very elitist thing to say. I think that about like, that's you know, because I wanted to be a television writer, like a sitcom writer in particular. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I'd have a lot of conversations with people and it's like, you know, it's the same trite opinions of like, oh, my God, Big Bang Theory. That show sucks. Mm-hmm. Like and clearly it doesn't since uh, it's, you know, I don't know if, it, if it's even on anymore, but, you know, it was the most watched. Yeah, it's a sitcom. Show. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, you can uh, say like, oh. I don't enjoy that, but, you know, it's clearly objectively, if, if the only metric you're using is success, then it's definitely not bad. Yeah. And so, you know, but, um, no, like to kind of touch on a point you had made where like never thought about, you know, conversations and meeting people so in depth, I would say like, I don't know, I'm big into game theory, like, and, uh, like optimizing everything in my life. Like, like I said, I try to be the, if I'm going to do something, I try to be the best at it. And I kind of apply that with anything. I like to find, like, I like to believe that there's a formula for the optimal way to do anything. For sure. So like even, you know, I think about like, what's a good example? Like when learning Madden with you. Yeah. Right. Like I really, I have no plans to ever be a Madden champion, mm-hmm. but in my mind, like if I'm going to play Madden you with you, I need to play as well as I can. And like, I need to, you know, the term like min max, you know what that is? Like min maxing yeah. life almost, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get as good as I can at everything. Exactly. Um, You'll get there, man. You'll get there. <laughs> well, for all the listeners, I beat Chris at Madden. Uh, out of seven how, games, five games of them I won. Tell them how hard you had to try. Uh, I haven't two even played worth. that game. Two weeks. Oh, uh, it was more than two no, weeks. No, it was two guy. weeks. Okay, all right. Hey, I'm I'm comfortable with saying people chase the ghost. You literally had to do all that to play me and beat me again, and not my full potential, but yours. I'm I'm okay with that. Like I, people have beat me. That will happen. But at my full potential, you will get beat every time. So what he's saying is that he doesn't operate at his full potential all the time. So uh, I just need to be challenged. And then I say, hey, okay, let me just step on their neck right quick. And then I do it. And then it's done. Well, my neck remains unstepped on, everybody. Mm-hmm. For all you listeners out there. Charlie was and if you want to bet on this time. game, we can. the we odds can. are in my favor. So All right. Hey, I'll take that. I'll let you end it now, Chris. All right, man. Yeah. Let's get in luck. That's what they said. See how I did that? 
podcast over. Okay. All right, man. But yeah, thank you so much, Charlie. This was fun. We're going to do it again. I hope so. I hope so too. I imagine all the listeners are really going to like, you know, respond well to me and my antics and my It was riveting. my thoughts. People love it. And I may I might make my own podcast called CC says. I like it. <laughs> are you going to do like C E E or just C? That'll work. Okay. It can be Chucko. Chucko podcast. I love it. All right, man. But um as always um, thank you, Charlie. This was dope. And thank you guys for tuning in to DDSS Podcast. We'll see you next week. Peace. Later. Will we really ever love again? Or will we just sit and ride away with the brighter tomorrows and the scared fear? Rat cluttered, distant halls of our minds. What y'all gonna do? What y'all gonna do?